Hey there, triathlete. Welcome to the Triathlete Mindset Podcast, where we explore effective training mindsets, life's challenges, and provide you with real-life strategies to help you become a stronger triathlete. Here is your host, Coach Morgan, the People's Coach. All right. I am so, so privileged to have Sika Henry, and uh, she's so amazing, and we have been text friends for about a year now almost. It seems like it's been a little while, and just talking and having conversation like two normal people. And I appreciate your support. And I try to support you as much as I can just to get you out there. And I, cause I understand, believe me on my end, we kind of go through the same type of um, scenarios. Torture, torture. Yeah. <laughs> Physical torture, media torture, like all that we deal with all those different things. So tell everybody about who you are. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for having me on here. And you're right. We have been going back and forth. I want to say for about a year and a half now. Uh, So time flies, right? Uh, Definitely. I think it was early 2019. So wait, two years then. I think two years. That's how fast time goes by. But yeah, I'm Sika Henry. I am a triathlete. I focus on Ironman 70.3 distance. My ultimate goal is to earn my pro card in the sport. And uh, I also work a full-time corporate job, which we just talked about before you hit record. I'm a corporate analyst for Ferguson Enterprises. I work in their marketing department. I really enjoy running. That's my favorite of the three. I do a lot of marathons. I finally got up three hours in the marathon yes, the other month, that. which was yeah. pretty freaking awesome, finally. And um, I'm also a HOKA-sponsored athlete, and I recently pace um the woman in the 100k for project carbon x2 cray cray and you talk about me right and that's why we're gonna this is the good subject because we go into 100k right we're talking today we're going to talk about anti-quit you posted something the other day and you talked about you glad you you still kept pushing forward because like all of us we had these times in our past where we'd be like man we didn't know we would be where we are right Mm because we thought about quitting we thought about giving up and a lot of people do and those people really never make it anywhere, but 100K, I don't know. Like, did you think about quitting on that? Yeah, well, luckily I was just a pacer, so right. I didn't have to run 100K. Um, yeah. I had the option of running anywhere between 22 miles and dropping out at the 50K. So I actually dropped out at mile 28. And I think because I put in so much run volume um, over the past year because of COVID and the pools mm. being closed and stuff like that, running those distances started to feel more natural. And I think it also help that I did a marathon in what was that November I averaged 6:45 there versus the 710s I had to average at Project Carbon X2 so it definitely felt more comfortable but you know I mean it, it's natural once you start hitting around 20 22 miles you start to feel it so I'm happy I didn't have to run 100k <laughs> yeah you know now I always tell people it don't matter how fast you get or how fast you are fatigue kicks in it's gonna still hurt at some exactly. point right mm-hmm. So in your journey of everything you've done in your life, right, and even towards the new PR for the marathon, have you ever had any like really big moments that stood out to you? Like, were you just, why am I doing this? Why should I continue doing this? You work a corporate (laughs) job and you have your family and friends and everything running in triathlon sucks the life out of a lot of things. So (laughs) uh, how do you keep that? How do you stop from quitting? I don't know. You know, it's something that I've tried to balance and I do struggle with on a regular basis. I think like most people do, it's very draining. The sport of triathlon is one of the hardest. And, you know, I grew up swimming. I was a collegiate athlete. I was a high jumper. And of all the sports that I've tried, I would say, 
triathlon. It's like still trying to put pieces of the puzzle together. Remember when I first got into it, you know, it was fun and casual, but then when I wanted to take it to the next level and I got a coach and, you know, my goal was to turn pro, I had no idea that people train twice a day, every day. Like I had no idea that people were going out riding a hundred miles on the weekends or running 20 miles the next day on Sunday. So it was eye-opening to me. I think in 2018 was when I really decided like I want to try to up my game in the sport. So um, I would say that, yeah, it's natural to question why you're doing these things, you know, halfway through a workout. And, you know, you and I just spoke the other day about not quitting. And and, um, for me, it was literally after I got off the bike, I had an hour and a half, really hard bike workout, like 12, four minute repeats. At for yeah. me, which is so hard, like 210 watts in trainer road. And, you know, like after the eighth rep, I'm like, okay, that's good enough. Like, do I really need to do four more reps? So you start, you know, you start thinking like, and hey, maybe I'll skip the next rep. Maybe I'll take some more recovery time. And it, when you can fight through those bad points, the fatigue, and I guess just be mentally strong, that's eventually what carries you through when it's game time, like when it's time to race. Right. And I know that people are going to consider you very fast because you are very fast in what you do. But do you consider that a normal day? Like you questioning, like especially all of us, right? Do you consider that normal for you, even at the level that you're trying to achieve greatness, right? Mm -hmm. Do you see thinking about, oh man, why am I doing this? Do I need to go this far? Do I have to run today? You look at the swim set and you go, oh, that's going to hurt. Like, yeah. why? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you ask yourself, like, why? Like, what am I doing this for? Does that happen to you on a regular basis? I wish I could lie and say no, but it does. It, it is a like daily thing. It's that's why they call it the grind. No, I question it all the time. It's as I say, it doesn't get easier. You just get faster. Even if you're running faster times, it's not because, you know, oh, it feels easier now versus what it was before. No, you're just learning how to fight through the fatigue and hopefully become mentally stronger and you get faster. But no, I'm constantly questioning why I'm doing it. Maybe not when I actually, no, I was about to say maybe not when I first go out, but that's not true either. There are times when today on my lunch break, I was in the middle of a project. I didn't want to put on my bathing suit. I did not want to get in the cold pool. I did not want to do a whole bunch of hundred repeats and, you know, and then you get in the pool and you're like, okay, you get going, you're warmed up. You're like, okay. And then you get going. And then it's like by the 10th repeat, you're like, oh my God, why? This is so hard. So I, I think every athlete can relate to that. I think it's totally normal. I think even for an Olympian, I'm sure there are so many workouts that they do that, you know, question why. Right. And there's so many people out there that think like they look at them like, oh, it's so easy for them. It's so easy right. for them. I was like, uh, <laughs> no, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. it but they're not. Yeah. Right. We're just all made differently as human beings. Uh, right. But in the differences, we have different experiences. So what I would ask you is who in life has prepared you for these hard, dark moments that you have had and that you will have in the future for, you know, I would say definitely credit my family, my parents. They've never let me just quit or give up. Both my brother and I growing up, it was an unspoken rule that we had to be involved in sports. It, just like we had to go to school, we also had to be part of some kind of sports team after school. So 
sports has never not been in my life. I don't really know how to operate without having that going on. You know, in high school, I had the sports. In college, I learned how to balance that. And I think being a collegiate athlete did better prepare me for where I am now, learning how to balance the academics and classes and then traveling and racing on the weekends. And I think all that did help me learn how to balance corporate life and triathlon right now. Right. So in that travels, like what was the event that really challenged you? Like when, when you knew that you were in the right place as an athlete, when you overcame something very hard, what does that look like? Not in recent times, but like when you mm-hmm. collegially or travel, when you were doing anything besides try, like when did you know, like, okay, I will accomplish everything I set out to do. Like what event may have happened to yeah. you in your life to kind of create that for you? I think just always having goals. That's what keeps me motivated. So in college, for me, it was clearing a certain height and high jump or, you know, a simple, I wasn't a huge runner then, but I did want to break, you know, 60 minutes in the 400. And so just setting those goals, accomplishing that for me, a huge thing was making it to the NCAAs, um, becoming an All-American. So for me, it's figuring out the end goal, like what is my ultimate reason for doing this? What is it that I want to accomplish? And I use that as a motivating factor to keep me going. And even now, like recently with the marathon, when I'm out there running 20 miles on Sunday, not wanting to get up and do it, well, you know, I have to ask myself, well, why am I doing it? And then I remember what that goal is and how incredible it feels once you do it. And I think that keeps me from quitting also that feeling of I remember in Kona in 2019, knowing if I dropped out, how much I would regret it, how days later, weeks later, or maybe a year later, I would look back and have regret and wish that I had finished. And that's what kept me putting one foot in front of the other. And in college, it was the same way. I didn't want to graduate without having competed in the NCAA championships, which I grew up watching or being able to say I'm an All-American. That was just really important to me. Right. And I know even with my kids, right, and my daughter, she's graduating high school this year, we had to tell her over and over again when it got hard. And she's like, I don't think I want to do this next year. And you you know, it's just a bad day, right? You, you know, right. as a daughter, now that we look back, it's like, man, no. Did your parents do that to you? Did they tell you like, no, just oh, just for sure. On, just they, keep on pushing. Did it get better? Or it won't. Back then, they still have to do it now. Are you kidding me? I, I call my dad even now. I'm like, I don't know, dad. Like, I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I just want to taper but I also don't want to race either because it's going to be really painful. And, you know, he has to even remind me why I do it. And we go back and we look at certain races. He's like, you know, you say this every single time. You've been saying this since you were a kid. So it's nothing new that I go through. So now I still rely on my parents to help talk me out of those dark moments for sure. Right. So do you have any mantras or any way? How do you work through those dark moments? Like, is there, do you have like a a step-by-step process or are you just like, shut up, Mm -hmm. Sika, and do it? Like, what do you, like, how do you, how do you handle those things? Like for me, I have those moments. If it's really hard and I, ha- I did have a hard bike ride yesterday, it was an hour and 20 minutes. And I had those, those four minutes, it was four minutes by eight at like 93% FTP when I had mm-hmm. like 45 seconds rest or a minute or something crazy. And I was just like, it, it was at the end of the, the back end of the workout. So it's burning. Like it was, I could do it. You know how you can, you know, you can do it, but like, right you don't want to suffer anymore. You like, you, you want right. to stop. And so for me, my grandmother raised me. I remember her telling me when I was going to get out the Marine Corps, she's like, don't get out. Cause there's nothing for you out here. And she mm. said, and she always was, used to tell me never give up on your own dreams. And so mm-hmm. I try to, cause I miss her so much. And I try to think of her 
in my memories. For me, I want I want to bring the deepest emotion, the most either the joy, the most pain. And I want that thought to almost bring tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's how it helps me dig a little bit deeper. I don't go there that often. But yesterday, right. I just needed to go there because it was a long day anyway with life and everything else. And I was like, you know what? Nope. I'm going to show up and I'm going to shut up. Let's just get it done. Right. Yeah, for me, I'm big on visualization and really having my why, understanding what my why is. So I mentioned earlier, I want to earn my pro card. So when I am suffering really bad in a workout and I want to drop out, it's like, well, if I can't push through this, I'm not going to be able to push through, you know, in a race where it really matters. And I do ask myself, how bad do I want this? I think that's something that I did since I was a kid in, even in college, when, you know, you're running the 400 and that last hundred meters, you're just like, oh, you're locking up. It. You don't want yeah. to keep pushing it. <laughs> but it's like, you have to ask yourself, like, how bad do I want this? Coming back from terrible crash I had in 2019 and, you know, like getting through those really rough workouts and wondering, like, is it worth me putting myself through all this again? And I had to ask myself, well, how bad do I want this? I want it pretty freaking bad. I think that's why I still am here and why I keep coming back. So, yeah, like having your why, I think, can really keep you motivated and get you out of those dark spots. Yeah. When you said 400 was my event too. And I remember oh. because like the first uh, 100 is easy. The second one, yep. you like turning and burning. Do you go into that, right. that last turn? You're like, oh, you feel yeah. good. You lean into the turn and you come yeah. out. But after you come out that turn, everybody is hanging on for dear <laughs> life, right? Everybody's screaming at you and you boots feel like they're going to lock up and it's just right. Yeah, it's just really bad. And all you got to do is just like, it's right there. You just got to right. go forward, man. And oh, right. you said that, mm, that 400 hurt. Isn't that 200? Both sure does. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. with that, have you ever quit anything? No. No? No. No. Mm-mm. I never DNF'd either until my crash. That was my first yeah. and only yeah. DNF. No, I've never quit anything. What do you think you would feel like if you ever made that decision? Other than like you would look down on yourself, but how can uh, you imagine that feeling? Yeah, well, I wouldn't look at it as quitting. If I did stop doing something, it would be because either my body just can't take it anymore or I've gotten everything that I want to out of sport or out of a career or, you know, relationship. So for me, I don't believe in quitting. And I think there's nothing wrong with, uh, like Kona, for instance, some people, even pros, they drop out of that race. And for them, there's a reason, you know, for them, it might be, well, there's another Ironman that this isn't going well. I'm going to finish way out of the money. And there's another Ironman coming up. So it's better to cut my losses now and try to place and earn some money in the next one. So I don't necessarily look at them as they quit the race. So you really have to weigh in your mind what's the best thing for you. To me, quitting is just stopping when it hurts or something like that. Being in a race and it's like, oh, this just really hurts. So I'm just dropping out. That to me is quitting. But if there's a genuine reason why it's time for you to pull the cord on something, there's no shame in that either. As long as you know that you've gotten everything out of yourself and you feel like, okay, I am fine with stepping away and I'm not going to have any regrets, then there's no shame in that. Right. But I know there's a lot of people out there that are probably watch this and they're talking about, oh, there, you know, there's a such thing as quitting and things of that nature. I, th- I think you said it real clear. You have to decide, are mm-hmm. you or are you not? You know, 
if you have a little bit more left and people's like, well, no, I just, it would hurt so bad. But, mm-hmm. and I've been to that point before, like I've never quit anything, but I've been to that part where, you know, my body isn't, it's not that I want to do it. It's that my body's giving out. Like, right. like I'll, I'll keep right. going. I know, yeah. you know, but there's, then there's that other person that's like, it hurts. Mm-hmm. That's not really enough to say, right. you know, you came out here to accomplish something. Now, mm-hmm. when it's not going how you think it should, right. life then you would choose to do something that may seem easier, but in the same, like you said in the beginning, even you, if that happened, you would be able to live with yourself. And so right. I would almost argue that person is almost self-inflicting that trauma that is going to be caused in the future because of a decision in a moment. And um, yeah. it's hard for people to come back from that. It's really yeah. hard for people to come back from that. Uh, have you you know, seen any athletes that are really struggling with quitting something or being almost like, woe is me. Like I, I had to go through this. I had to do this. And you look at them and you like, you just didn't commit yourself to something great or you didn't really commit to yourself at all. I think they're in triathlon, especially the endurance side of it, like half iron, full iron, it's, we're some of the toughest people in the world. So I don't really see that too often. I think if anything, it's people who are possibly like new to the sport. And for me, when I first decided that I wanted to get really competitive, I had no idea what went into it, like how much work it would take and, you know, early mornings and uh, strength training. And you can put a goal down, like you can say, oh, I want to do this. I want to, you know, finish a marathon. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to say it and it's another thing to do it. And I think some people give up just when they get started because they didn't understand, like if this was easy, everybody would do it. But, you know, I I think for the most part, the people that I come across in the sport are like go-getters and multitaskers and not- They are. Yeah, we yeah. are a certain type of person. Like, I think we all are. And uh, it's funny that you say that because I remember if it was two years ago when we spoke and you was like, I wish somebody would have told me training was going to be like this. Yeah. <laughs> you literally, I, I remember that comment. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, how different my life would be. How much more time would I have on my hands right now if I didn't go down this rabbit hole of torture? Yes, it is. It's crazy because we even after like we do our races and we kind of had a taper time, we like, what do I do? What do I, I do with myself? I know, like way too much free time. Yep, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, a week see. ago, you were like, oh man, I wish I had more time. Yep, yep, man, exactly. That's crazy. With people struggling uh, mm-hmm. with something hard in their lives and they're looking to quit and they're looking for a way out, like what kind of advice would you give them moving forward? Just, as I said before, like knowing your why. Why are you doing this? Having an end game. My dad and I just talked the other day about finding out what motivates us and really like holding on to that. So when you are having those dark moments or, you know, you have a crappy race, it's thinking about, okay, well, why did I start this? Why am I here? Why am I doing this? If you're in the middle of a race and you're like, yeah, I'll just jog it in or something. It's like, well, you didn't come here for that. You came here for a certain goal, whether it's a time or place or just saying that you cross the finish line. So just like remembering why you're out there doing what you do. And for me, that brings me back time and time again. And I do believe that, especially talking to you, it really, your resolve is shown every day. You know, even if it's a text message, it's like, Yes, I'm in pain. I'll text you later. Or, <laughs> or you know, why am I doing this? And we, and we uh-huh. all have that, right? And this is uh-huh. testament to, I think, endurance athletes in general. We all go through it. 
but we're going to get through it, right? We just got to stick it out. And there are a lot of people out there that will jump into triathlon even this year for the first time. Mm -hmm. And what did you wish you knew at the beginning? The top three tips, like what are the biggest things that you was like, you need to take these three things into consideration, right? If you want to make the best of this experience. That success doesn't happen overnight. The things that we want most don't just get handed to us. They don't come easy. It takes time and and patience. I mean, it's an endurance sport. As they say, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to put in the hard work. But initially, I thought within a year of training with my coach, I'm like, I'm going to get my pro card. And here I am a couple of years later, still grinding, going after it. So yeah, accepting that it's not going to happen overnight, that you're going to have to put in the time and the work. That's really one of my biggest things that I needed to understand and accept when I started working with my coach. You know, even now I get frustrated. I'm like, oh, I've been doing X, Y, Z for months now. Like, why aren't I getting any better at this? And, you know, it's like, it just, it's going to take some time and you have to be patient. You have to trust the process. I think another thing is deciding what works best for you. Like people ask me about, you know, whether they should get a coach or something like that. And I need to be able to report into somebody. I need to have somebody checking in on me. And like, if if my coach didn't give me the workouts, if I didn't have training peaks and it showed green or red, if I was doing a workout or not doing work, I would probably skip half of them. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I'm innately lazy. Like I don't want to work out half the time, but knowing that it's written, it's there. It's what I'm supposed to do. He's checking in on me. It keeps me motivated and keeps me going. So if you're somebody who has a hard time motivating yourself, getting a coach might really help with that. So that's something that I wish I knew early on when like the first couple of years I was kind of floundering around by myself, looking at a book and pretty much deciding, okay, today I want to do this tomorrow. I want to do that, but that might not necessarily be what I need to be doing. And then I guess the third thing is focusing on your weaknesses, like improving your weaknesses and not putting more, like putting less time into your strength. So for me, the run comes a lot more natural to me and I don't really need to put in as much time. I need to focus on the things that I struggle with. It's like the things we want to do the least is what we need the most. So I really need to be in the pool often and on the bike often and cut back on the running. I mean, of course, now with COVID and stuff like that, it's the reason why I was able to run as much as I did the past few months, but focusing on your weaknesses, improving those weaknesses and having confidence that your strengths will still be there. That's solid. I hope you all hear this. These are very key. And this is for somebody fast. This is somebody, you know, (laughs) trying to take it to the next level. Like it doesn't matter, right? You have to be focused. You have to have structure. You got to do the things that you don't want to do that never changes. Right. Because when you're comfortable is usually where you're more proficient and you need to make the hard things comfortable. And that's where change and adaptation and real results take place. And I, I- Right. I would employ everyone to listen to this podcast a second time because she's dropping you some golden nuggets. Kevin Hart, he said that he said dropping them golden nuggets, right? <laughs> you got to listen to this stuff because everybody is going through it. You just have yeah. to know that when when you're going through it, you're going to get through it, and then you're going to be able to look back. I mean, and I would ask people look back in your life right now, think about it, and think about those times where you thought it was like this was too much or you wasn't going to make it, and then right. now you are where you are right now. 
Like mm-hmm. it will happen. Like life is life. It, it it comes with the good and the bad. And if we all had everything handed to us, would the good even be good? It would be normal. And so right. appreciate your health, appreciate the things that you have and appreciate each other. And I want to thank you, Sika. Sika. Ah. I'm, I'm so excited that I got to talk to you. I was like, man, like this thing ain't going fast enough. I wanted, I wanted to hurry up and get out here, but I know you're busy. And yeah. uh, but there's just certain people that you just want to talk to because you know they have a really good story, and that a lot of people are going to learn a whole lot from this video and the podcast portion of this. And we're going to bring value to a lot of people's lives. And our inspiration, I think, together is something that we have to really think about. And that's another reason why we can't quit. Me or you? Anything else you want to leave them with? Uh, then we out of here. No, not at all. Follow me on social media. <laughs> okay, where, where every, can they follow you at? Every, yeah, put everything out there. Uh, Sika Henry, so at Sika Henry, S-I-K-H-E-N-R-Y, and I'm on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. I'm finally on Strava, and I've been uh, getting into Zwift lately, too. So When's the next race? Oh, my gosh, a month from today. Isn't Which that one? crazy? Challenge Miami, 70.3, half Ironman. Okay. in Homestead, Florida. So we'll see how it goes. I haven't been able Miami. to do one. Yeah, I haven't been able to do a triathlon since Kona because of uh, everything that's happened. So yeah. yeah, excited, nervous, and knocking on wood that it'll happen. Yep, and when you hit that one moment and you question like, why are you doing this? You know you're doing it right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> time well, and time again. Yes, yes. Well, guys, we're going to get out of here. And don't forget, like, hey, every two weeks we're posting a new episode. And, we, and if you want to be on here, it doesn't, you don't matter who you are. If you're a triathlete and you want to help change lives, let's do it together. Let's make some changes. Let's think about mindset, not only just the physical, but the mental and emotional, because that's what makes us strong individuals and athletes as well. Have a good day. Thank you. See you later, guys. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Find Coach Morgan on social media and at www.morganlattimore.com. Check back every two weeks for new and insightful episodes. Until next time, remember, you are enough. You just have to believe it.